Not that he's going to be Lord in a sweet by and by. Not that he's going to be Lord when you get to heaven. Jesus is Lord, or he's supposed to be. He's supposed to be. You know, yeah. If you go, turn with me over to Romans chapter 10 real quick. And then we're going to get, I believe we're going to go to where he has. I have two messages today, so we're going to, whichever message he gives me after we share this one is the one we're all going to get. But Jesus is Lord. Now, when you, when you read out of Romans chapter 10, this is, the, this is the scripture where people receive Jesus as their personal Lord and Savior, and there needs to be some clarity. It did not say that Jesus, you're confessing Jesus as your Savior. You're confessing Jesus as your Lord, which means he gets the final say, not you, not me. He gets the final say. He gets the final say, not you, not your intellect, not your education, not your life experiences, not what so-and-so said, not what this person says, not what you've reasoned in your mind. Jesus gets the final say if he's Lord, because if he, if he doesn't get the final say, he is not Lord in your life. And many people are deceived in the body of Christ today that Jesus is Lord. And he says, I'm not Lord in their life because they don't get, let me have the final say. So we're going to talk about it today. This is all transitioning into to where it is that by the time you by the time we hit the month of November, you won't even recognize things because he is Lord, which means he's get he gets the final say. Romans chapter 10 verse 8 says this, it says, I'm reading out of Amplified, it says, what does it say? The word God's message in Christ is near you on your lips and in your heart that is the word the message the basis and object of faith which we preach so what is the basis of everything we preach the word of God is the basis of everything we preach so if you're if you're preaching the word of God you're preaching faith if you're preaching anything else outside of the word of God and you're adding stuff on top of it and you're putting your, your little twist on it or what your little understanding is, if what you are saying and even what you're praying does, you can't find it in the word of God ever, you are not praying in faith. You're not operating in faith. You're not. I'm, I, I, I hate to be the bearer of bad news because I know a lot of people are frustrated right now. But the reason why you're frustrated is because you're not operating in faith. You're operating in your own reasoning. And guess what? Your conscience can sound a whole lot like the Holy Spirit if you spend enough time with it. You can convince yourself that it's God, and it's not God. I'm going to show you. It goes on and says, where's the word supposed to be? In your heart and in your mouth in your heart and in your mouth. The word of God for most people in the body of Christ goes no further than their head. So when they get in test trials and tribulations, they don't know what to do. 
They think they know what to do, but they don't know what to do. How do you know they don't know what to do? Because they get no result. Anybody ever prayed and got no result and was wondering, Lord, what's wrong with your word? Nothing. The problem's not with God. Remember, we talked about the last two weeks, God's works were finished from the very beginning. So it's not God. I'm going to help y'all. It's not God. It's not God. I'm going to help you again. It's not even the devil. It's not the devil. Because this is a biblical principle. The word has to first be in your heart. Because whatever is in your heart is what's going to come out your mouth when you get pressed, when you get squeezed. You can say, I love the Lord, hear my cry. Hallelujah, glory to God. And somebody rub you the wrong way and your flesh shows up. What's really on the inside of your heart is going to show up. See, this is a, what's, what's the deception about submission is this. When people say, I am submitted to you, Lord. I'm submitted to authority, Lord. I'm submitted to the man or woman of God or whatever it is. You want to know when you find out whether you're submitted or not? When you don't agree. And I don't care what church you go to, there's going to be things about it. You are not going to agree. Can I get one witness in this Presbyterian church? There's things in every church you're going to go to. You can go to Hillsong. You can go to Elevation. You can go to the Met. You can go wherever you want to go. You're going to find things in there you're not going to agree about. So how did you end that? End up there? Because God was the one that told you, that's where I need you to go. That's what, this is what I need you to do when you get there. And I need you to sit under the word, keep your mouth shut, and just absorb so you can get the word from your head into your heart. But most people don't do that. They leave one church offended. They come to another church, still with the other offense from the previous church, and they bring that with them. And guess what you're going to find out? Some of the same stuff that you got offended at there, you're going to find something that other church is going to offend you. There's no such thing as a perfect church on the earth. There's not one. Because the church is made up of people. So you're going to be offended. Hold it. You don't have to be offended, but you can get offended. Whether you get offended or not, is based, it's not based off of the person behind the pulpit. It's based off of how you respond. So submission is not submission when everybody agrees. Submission is only submission when you don't agree, but you do it anyway. According to the word. See, if, again, the word, Jesus, has to be the final authority. If it's not, you're going to be all over the place. And get, ooh, that's good, Holy Spirit. And God can't trust you. Because you won't do it his way. And this is going across the body of Christ. We, already, we had this conversation yesterday in a leaders meeting. At the end of the day, can God trust you? 
Oh, of course God can trust me. I'm faithful. I do this and I go, I do this and I pray and I do this. That's not what, that's not how God determines trust. I'm going to show it to you today. Now, where's the word supposed to be? In your heart, come out of your mouth. In the kingdom of God, the word's supposed to be in your heart, come out of your mouth. Why? Because, verse 9 says, because if you acknowledge and confess, where? With your lips, out of your mouth, that Jesus is Lord. It never calls him Savior. He is the Savior, but in our lives as born-again believers, he's supposed to be Lord. If he's not... If he does not get the final say, he is not Lord in your life. He's just your Savior. Guess who fell in that same trap? Judas. See, when Jesus is not, oh, that's good, Holy Spirit. When Jesus is not your Lord, it will be easy for you to betray or turn your back on what it is he told you to do and go your own way. And a lot of people are doing that. I know. I'm getting it like y'all getting it, like right now. He said, if you acknowledge and confess with your mouth that Jesus is the final authority in my life, he has the highest say. Now, Jesus is what? The word manifested. So what he's saying, if you're confessing with your mouth and you're acknowledging that the word of God has the final say, not your experiences not what you think not what so-and-so told you in a bible study group and you took it hook line and single because man we talked about this last week because you already have confirmation bias it, it already lines up with something you already think or believe so you go that direction not because the word of god says it but because that's something that you already believe jesus is not lord of your life if, if Minister Jew and I have any intense fellowship and, and the word of God tells us how we're supposed to respond to it and we don't respond that way, he's not the Lord of our life in that situation. If he tells me how I'm supposed to respond to leadership, if I don't agree with what it is that they say and I get offended and I smart off with them anyway and I do my own thing, guess what? He is not Lord in that situation because the word tells you even if you have somebody who is an unruly unrighteous ruler this is how you're supposed to respond and according to Ephesians chapter 6 it tells you so there's nothing that's in the word in the word that doesn't apply to your life today so if you don't have a word based off of what it is that you're doing today you are not allowing Jesus to be Lord Can you, are, you, are you listening to me because everything I'm telling you is going to save your life. That's what he said. Everything he's telling you is going to save your life. See, this morning, every song we were singing about the name of Jesus, there's power in your name. You know, there's, you know, when I call your name, you are my strength. All those things is telling you, all those things are available in his name in his name but in order for you to find out what to do you have to first surrender you want to know why the adversary won't 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 flee when you tell him to go he says because you're missing the first part the first part of that is submit to god 
which means submit to his word, then you resist the adversary and he will flee. If you are not submitting to God's word, you don't have, the adversary is not going to flee because you're acting just like him. What did he do? He rebelled against the word of God. Y'all still with me? I'm telling you, I wish I could pull your heads open and let you see what he's showing me. Because I'm telling you, if you don't make that shift, you're going to fall off the cliff. And he's telling people, and he's blowing, he's sounding the alarm and blowing the trumpet. And my responsibility as, 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 as the man of God is simple. Mature God's people to do the work of the ministry so that they can build up the body of Christ. But you know what he told me? Talent, he told me, he says, you know what, son? But you can't, you can't drive a parked car. If they haven't made a decision to move in my direction, you can't drive a parked car. And, and he says, You've been, you're trying to drive a parked car. So, the word of God is in your heart, is in your mouth. That's the word of faith which we preach or proclaim that if we acknowledge with our, with our lips that Jesus is Lord and in our hearts, not our heads. In our hearts, not our heads. A lot of people have what's known is, is, is uh, mental assent, which means they have a lot of head knowledge. They have very little of it in their hearts, so their life never changes. You can go to church every Sunday and walk out that door the exact same way if you haven't made a decision to receive the word of God that's being preached. It's true. This is for the entire body of Christ. It's not just in our house or whatever. This is for the entire body of Christ. This message, if people are listening to the spirit of God, everybody's getting this message. And I know, oh, let me ask y'all, how many of y'all listen to a podcast this week? Watch the video. All right. How many of y'all will listen to more than one or two or three different podcast videos this week? Any of y'all? So, so let me ask you a question. How many of y'all listened to the message last week and can preach what was taught last week? Anybody? God's thing is this. You got to get the word in your heart, not your head. Because having it in your head, when you're in stress, you're not going to remember that. Anybody have had an emergency situation happen and you panicked and you couldn't remember one scripture? Anybody? Some, something happened to you and you didn't know what to do. And if you don't, it, you ain't got to raise your hand because I already know. It happened to everybody, all of y'all. When you're in a panic situation that you was not expecting and, and it really shakes you, you're not going, the Lord says. No, why? Because you, you're still in your head. And a lot of times you're still in your emotions. And you will say a whole lot of things that don't sound nothing like Jesus. So, if you acknowledge and confess with your lips, that Jesus is Lord, and in your heart, not your head, 
in your heart, not your head, in your heart, you are here to trust in and rely on the truth. How many people, can I tell y'all a secret? If you read a book that's, that has scripture in it, more so than you read the word of God, you are reading a supplement. You're not, you're not getting the main source. You're getting their interpretation, their understanding. When he tells you, I could tell you the exact same thing and even more if you spent as much time with me as you spent in that book. It ain't, it ain't yeah. Mm -hmm. He says this, he goes on to say, in his word, he says that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That word saved means healed, delivered, made whole, set free. So how do I get healed? Confess with my mouth what I believe in my heart. But what has to happen first? I got to get the word in my heart. He says a lot of people are saying a whole lot of things and they have no faith in what it is that they're saying. He says they pray one way, they talk another. Father, I believe this bows to the name of Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah. They walk out. You know what? So-and-so said this, and so-and-so said that, and Dr. So-and-so said this, and so-and-so said this, and that person said this, and that. He says, everything, he says, what you really believe or what's really in your heart is what you said after the amen. Wow. So, what do we do? So if I confess with my mouth what I believe in my heart, so I confess with my mouth what I believe in my heart. I confess with my mouth and I believe in my heart. Well, how do I get all this faith, you said? Well, verse 17 says it this way. How does faith come? By hearing. Faith comes by hearing. Hearing what? whatever you're listening to. So if you listen to a whole bunch of uh, gossip, your faith is gonna, be more, is gonna be based off of the gossip that you hear. If you're watching a bunch of crazy shows about the world's gonna be ending on Thursday, your faith will be in what it is you are hearing. If you're going to a Bible study group and, and y'all supposed to be praying and all it turns out to be is a, is, a, is a moaning, complaining, talking about all this, about this, that, and the other, you will have faith in what it is you're listening to. And if you come to church on Sunday and you don't have ears to hear what the Spirit of the Lord is, it has to say, you're going to walk out with the same amount of faith in what it is you believed before instead of hearing what it is that God had to say. God cannot go against your will. God cannot go against your will. Better yet, God will not go against your will. So if you want to bust hell wide open, God will let you. Even though he'll send many, many, many people across your path to, get, to show you there's a better way. 
your faith in what it is you believe today about every situation in your life is based off of what you have been hearing. That's why you keep hearing us say over and over and over and over again, you got to guard your heart, even against all that murmuring and complaining that you're doing about so-and-so did this and they did this and they're trying to outlaw this and they're trying to mandate this, all that. Guess what that's called? Murmuring and complaining. You pray. Father, your word says concerning this situation, blah, 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 blah. Father, your word says concerning this situation, blah, 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 blah. You don't, and then after you pray about it, you don't turn around and walk away. Man, I prayed, but. Because you just cancel that. Because what you really believe is what you say. If I really want to know what you believe, all I got to do is walk with you for a few days, about an hour or two throughout the day and just have a conversation with you. I'll locate you. You'll locate me. It's not what people say on Sunday. Now, I'm not, I'm not moved by that, praise God. Of course, you're in the, in the presence of God. You gonna act like you got some sense. I'm talking about when you're on Thursday and, and somebody tells you to do something and you don't want to do it. Or God tells you to stop doing something. But Lord, this is what I believe. This is what so-and-so said. This is what they did over here. And this is what they're doing over there. The greatest sign of pride in your life is when you compare your situation to somebody else's. I know, right? I can't dress. I'm ready to fight. But I'm fighting the lies. And I'm, fight, and I'm, 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 I'm choking out that giant called the spirit of religion. Whether a lot of people believe it or not, you are operating in the religion. Religion means you go through a whole lot of ceremonies and stuff like that, but there is no faith in it at all. You have no faith in what it is you do. Because if you did, you would talk different. You would respond to situations different. Man, this is what they said. Not in my house. It's not it. A thousand will fall on my side, 10,000 at my right hand. Now, Father, what do I say concerning that situation for my life? Not what so-and-so said that God told them to say to th about their life. What did he tell you? Because God is very personal. He's talking to you all the time. You may not be listening to him all the time, but he's always talking. And I hope I rub you wrong. I hope I rub you so wrong that it makes you change and do something different. But if you chicken out, put your tail between your legs, and take off running, I just located you. Better yet, he just located you. And the next place you're gonna to go to, they're gonna do the exact same thing. Because the problem is not with them. The problem is with you. If you keep running, you'll never fix it. He says you gotta bloom where you're planted. And he planted us all in specific places to uproot stuff. I'm telling you, when you hear that message that's coming next week, you're going to understand why all this stuff is going on and why the adversary, he has a plan to get you out of the workplace. There's a plan to get you out of the workplace. There's a plan. He has a plan, and most people are blind to it. They are not going to do this to me. They're not going to do this to me. It ain't about you. What did the Father say? And if you say the Father says so-and-so, give me the scripture. Specific scripture. Because God don't speak general. God is specific. Anybody ever notice that about the word? He don't speak in generality. He speaks specifically. I need you to go here. I need you to do this. I need you to talk to this person. And when you say into this,
this mountain, not every mountain. When you say into this mountain, not every mountain. Father, what do I say to this mountain? Mountain be removed. What, what mountain is that? And God's not going to have angels do what he told you to do. If God told you in 2 Corinthians chapter 10, pulling down every stronghold and every high thing which exalts itself against the knowledge of God, where did y'all read that an angel was going to do that for you? It says you. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. Now, if you go to 2 Corinthians chapter 10, so our, everybody's clear about how, faith, right? You confess with your mouth what's already in your heart. So your faith in whatever it is you believe today is based off of things that you've been hearing, whether it's the word of God or not. Whether it's the word of God in context or not, not whether it's somebody who who picks and chooses what scriptures they're going to stand on and and just, just throws away the rest. Jesus has to be Lord, which means his word has to be the final authority. His word has to be the final authority if he's Lord. If Jesus is truly Lord, his word has to be the final authority. Not CNN, not CBC, not CTVN, none of that. Not Dr. So-and-so, not Prophet So-and-so, if Prophet So-and-so or Apostle So-and-so or Evangelist So-and-so or Pastor So-and-so can't show it to you in the Word and how it applies to your life today. And if you're operating in confirmation bias, you will have a skewed view of the word and you will ignore the rest if you believe that man can create something that's greater than the power of God you are deceived there's nuclear bombs out there is it greater than the power of God there's bullets out there now there's people they want to put laws on gun control but I've never seen a gun jump up in the morning and say, hey, I'm going to kill that person. It's not, the per it's not the gun that kills. It's the person behind it. So if you don't renew the mind of the person behind the gun, you can put in all the laws you want. You're going to still help people get murdered. Do you know where the adversary uh, has most highest gun uh, fatalities in the states? Everywhere there's a place where guns are not allowed. Everywhere there's, where guns are not allowed, they've outlawed guns in that area, and the adversary runs rampant. So what do you got to do? Renew the mind of the people. If God called you to be an ambassador of Christ, he called you to be an ambassador of Christ. What, who do he call you to be? An ambassador of Christ. What does, who does Christ represent? The kingdom of God. So if you're operating in a way other than representing the kingdom of God, other than, I mean, people have reduced the kingdom of God down to binding and loosing. 
that's only a small part of it. But when you operate according to the kingdom of God, you're operating every day in everyday situations according to the kingdom. How would how does the kingdom, as as an ambassador for the kingdom of God, how am I supposed to respond in this situation? How am I supposed to respond? Not as a Canadian, not as an American, not as a Jamaican, not as now wherever you came from. How am I, as a citizen in the kingdom of God, supposed to respond to? When they say this, not based off of my own intellect. How do I respond? How must hold and how are you gonna find out how you're supposed to respond? Father, this is what they said. How do I respond? Most people don't do that. Most people in the church respond just like the world. I ain't doing that. Who the hell do you think you're telling to? They don't tell me what to do. I'm a grown behind man. So-and-so said this. So-and-so. The law says this. The law says that. God says, but what did I say? It doesn't matter. What did I say? What did the word of God tell you to do? What did God tell you to do? <coughs> well, God told me to do such and such. Oh, praise God. Where is that listed? Show it to me in the word. Well, it's not in the word, but the God told me that eh, the, the Father, nor the Holy Spirit, nor the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ will ever speak to you contrary to what his word says. Never. He won't do it. Even Jesus, when he responded to the adversary, when he was tempted in the wilderness, go home and read it. Luke chapter 4, go home and read it today. When he was tempted in the wilderness, how did he respond? Everything he said lined up with what was already written. He didn't pull a rabbit out of his hat. This is the son of God. He did not pull a rabbit out of his hat, even though he had all authority. He responded based off of what the word, what was already written. Did y'all hear that part? What was already written. I don't care who says it. I don't, don't, if I say something that you can't find written in the word, man, don't take my word. But everything I'm going to tell you is going to come from the word. And then you have to make a decision whether you're going to do it or not. He didn't come up with stuff. He didn't have, a, have like, a little, like a little group and then we come up with our own things based off of what so-and-so said. No. What did the word say? What did God say to you specifically for your land where you're at? I, don't, I pray for all of Canada, but when I operate, I operate what's going on in Greeley. What he tells me if I'm in Greeley, and then he tells Talon and I to go over to Metcalf, and we're in Metcalf, and guess what? If the spirit in Greeley is different than the spirit that's over in Metcalf. I'm not going to take what I do in Metcalf and Greeley and take it to Metcalf. You want to know why? It won't work. Same word. Different people. Different ways of hearing the exact same message. Am I lying? Same way. Same word. If I talk like this in high school, they can't receive this. But if I take it to where they're at about stuff that's, that they're dealing with, they can receive it. Same country, 
same city, what? 10 kilometers away, 15 kilometers away, they heard it totally different. I know because I did it once. I said the word, just talking the word. And for most of them, even though they went to somebody's church, right over their head. And right in the middle, I think Talon was there that, that day, right in the middle, I said, Father, I, I, I repent. I'll make the adjustment. And when did I make the adjustment? At that second. I didn't wait till next week. I didn't go home and, and look on YouTube to find out the, tw the 10 different ways on how I'm supposed to minister to you. I didn't go through that. I went straight to the Father. And most of y'all don't do that. Y'all go on YouTube or call so-and-so who, who y'all believe is supposed to be more spiritual and you don't know they're as blind as you are because they ain't going to the Word. They're listening to what somebody else said. So if you try to operate here based off of what's going on there, you're going to get two totally different results, two totally different lands. You don't know how many people out in that land is praying. You don't know how many people in this land are not. Praise the Lord. Why would you spend a Sunday morning to tell people all about this? Because I love you. Flat out, I weep for you. I spent a few days this week, eh? Crying for you. Crying, praying and crying for leaders. Because I know. And I told God, whatever you got to do with me to make sure I don't Get out of your plan, your purpose, man, whatever you got to do. It don't matter. We can shut it down today. If that's what you tell me to do, I'll shut it down today, and we'll shut it down for a while, get roots, and then bring it back up. He didn't tell us to do that, but I'm just telling you, whatever he says to do, that's what we will do. But we're not going to drive a parked car. God only will tell you're only operating in faith no matter who says it, no matter how charismatically, homiletically, it sounds theologically correct, no matter how they say it, if what they said, God has not already said the same thing to you, when, particularly when you get a prophetic word, if God hasn't already said the same thing to you, you put that thing on the shelf. You want to know why? Because when he gives you a personal prophetic word, it should not be the first time you ever heard it. But that's good, Holy Spirit. He says, but most people confuse prophecy to a word of knowledge. Word of knowledge, somebody, hey, this is what's going on in your life, blah, 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 blah. That's prophecy. That's, that could be a, a word of knowledge. Prophecy will exhort, encourage, and build up. So if you ever hear a prophecy and you feel doom and gloom and all oh, the world is ending by Thursday, that ain't God. That person ate too much pizza that night. But if you say such and such has to happen before this happens, that's not prophecy either. That's called fortune telling. Because God is very personal. God is that walk with you day by day, moment by moment, moment by moment, God.
He don't talk way out. It, you got so far, you don't have to worry about that. You don't have to worry about the rapture. You don't have to worry about this going to happen, this going to happen. You don't have to worry about any of that because that's going to happen a long time from now. But one thing you don't know is when you're going to be living about this peace. You don't know when, you, when you're, you're, you're going to go home to be with the Father. So if you live your life based off of what so-and-so is saying about this event, you are not being led. Jesus is not being the Lord of your life. Because even Jesus didn't say to live your life like that. Remember we read in Matthew chapter 24 when he says, hey, this is going to happen and, and famines and pestilence and wars and rumors of war and all these things. Don't be concerned about those things because that's just the beginning of birth pains for the new age that is to come. But while all those things are going on, what you're supposed to be doing while those things are going on is preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. But no, Lord, all this stuff is going on and they saying such and such. What did I tell you your response is supposed to be? Hey, I told you already all these things is going to happen. But your response is supposed to be you're supposed to be preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God. The gospel of the kingdom of God will be preached. The gospel of the kingdom of God will be preached. And as long as you maintain that, you're preaching the gospel of the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom, the kingdom. Guess what you're not going to be, pre be preaching? The gospel, whatever issue, problem, situation, and circumstance that's going on around you. Did y'all see that? He told you all these things are going to happen, but don't get in fear. Because all this is part of the birth pain. Mothers who've had children, when you was pregnant and everything, you was, oh, you couldn't wait till the Bobby got here. Oh, you was, oh, I'm so, oh, I can't wait till you to get here. But when you got to that label, that, get this thing out of me right now. And you went through all kind of things and everything. You hated your husband. You wanted to fight him and cut. Don't you ever look at me that way. Don't touch me. Don't touch me. Right? But when that baby came out, oh, little Bobby. And you was like, it was well worth it. But going through the process of the labor was not comfortable. It wasn't pleasurable. It hurt like a mug. I never had a baby, but just, mm, just look, mm. And I was like, if men had babies, this population would be much less. But he said all these things was going to come. But he told you don't get into fear. And when you spew in the problem, you're spewing, spewing, spewing fear, fear, fear. I don't understand why everybody's in fear. Help me. Hello, I can tell you. I can tell you what's coming out of your mouth. Are you preaching the kingdom? That's what Jesus said to do. y'all see that part he said preach the kingdom don't talk the problem preach the kingdom he said this is going to happen this is what you do this is what's going to happen this is what you do this is what's going to happen this is what you're going to do but if you don't do it then you're not allowing jesus to be lord he's just savior thank you jesus for going to the cross for me bro good looking my, my dog but I'll miss me on that other stuff about you telling me what to do with my husband, telling me to do with my wife, telling me to do with my job, telling me when I can go to my job, telling me when I'm going to leave my job, telling me, telling me, you telling me, you telling me, you telling me, 
You telling me, you telling me, you said, but I have faith that I'm supposed to be doing that. And your faith for what it is you're saying you're doing is based off of what you have been hearing. Whether it's from the word or whether it's from somebody's little group or whether it's been from somebody's little newscast or whether it's going to be from somebody's little podcast is based off of what it is that you hear. But if you, somebody says, but what does the word say about that? Well, the word says a thousand shall fall on my side, 10,000 in my right hand. Absolutely. So even if all that stuff is going on around you, it said it won't come near you. So why are you responding in fear and not faith? Because faith is what the word says. Look it up. I don't spent the last 35 minutes. Faith is based off of the word. Faith, the God Bible kind of faith is based off of the word. When Jesus had a situation going on around him, how did he respond? In every situation, even when they was trying to kill him, how did he respond? He always ways responded to what was already written. Already written. You're going to find out when we, when we uh, begin teaching in the kingdom dominion, we're going, we're going to teach you the word only. I'm not going to tell you anybody's opinion. On Sunday morning, you can come see me at Sunday morning. You can come see me Thursday night. You can come see me Tuesday afternoon at the same time. If you call me about a situation, the first thing I'm going to ask you is, what does the written word of God say to you about that situation? Well, I don't know. That's your problem. That's your problem. I don't care who says it. I thought I forgot about that Second Corinthians chapter 10. I did not. Talking about pulling down strongholds. It says you are to pull down a stronghold. It says this in, in, first, in Second Corinthians chapter 10, verse number 3, it says this. It says, so though we walk or live in the flesh, we are not carrying out on our warfare according to the flesh using mere human weapons for the weapons of our warfare are not carnal weapons of flesh and blood so when you're fighting your battle is not against so and so my battle is not against uh, against Rita or anybody else or Sam or whoever my battle is not with you if you start clowning and acting crazy I don't be like that joker I'm like father whatever that, that spirit is working in them if it's not according to your word, we bind that thing up in the name of Jesus. Now, Father, I choose to charge it to their head, not to their heart. I purpose in my heart to walk in love with them, no matter what they said, no matter what they did. And unless you tell me to do something different, I'm going to respond to them the same way. Right? Out of my mouth. I said literally out of my mouth. I, I, you could have just got off. I could have just got off the phone with you. I could have, you could have just texted me or whatever the case may be. And you you own that other stuff. <laughs> Ooh, my flesh wipe won't be like, <laughs> I need to give him a piece of my mind. The father says, that's pride. You know what that is? Because I, I'm going to honor you even though they're dishonoring me. 
Do y'all see the difference between the two? I'm honoring him even though somebody else might be dishonoring you. What did he say? What did he tell you to do? What did he tell you to say about that situation with your coworker? What did he tell you to say? What did he tell you to do? If you, if you tell me he told you to go in there and give him a piece of your mind, you are not listening to God. If he told you to go in there, first he told you, first, yes, good Holy Spirit, he said the first thing I told you to do is to forgive them. Because you don't always get it right. So you got to forgive them. What's the next thing you need to do? Pray for them just like you was praying for yourself. Where is all this written at? In the word. All this is, is written in the word. Go read Luke chapter 6 when he's talking about forgive others just like you have forgiven me. It's not optional. See, Chris, a lot of believers believe that it's optional. Obeying the word of God is optional. It's not optional. This is The word of God is not a democracy. The word of God, God has the final say. If Jesus is Lord. If you still think, if you still sitting on the throne of your life, Jesus is not Lord. And if you go home today, I can't believe he spent the whole time talking about that. If you want to get upset with somebody, go talk to the Father. Because you can look at both the messages that I have right here. Neither one of them is this. You know when he gave it to me? In praise and worship. I need you to shift. And he gave me one scripture. Romans chapter 10. That's all I had. Everything else, Holy Spirit. So if it hits you upside your head, busts you in your eye, makes you want to cry and everything, go talk to the Father. Don't even message me, why did you preach such and such message? Because the Father said to do so. And I work for him. I don't work for you. I work for the Father. I don't work for anybody else but him so Jesus is the Lord of this house and if you want to if you want to see Jesus be the Lord of this house then I'm always going to give you the word no matter what whether you like it whether it makes me popular with you whether you walk out here cuss at me talk about my dog don't talk about my dog because she'll fight you then but but no matter what whether you like it or not whether you ne if you walk out the door or you click off and you never click on again it doesn't it change the fact that if Jesus is not the one who has the final authority in your life, he, you are not, he is not Lord in your life. For the weapons of our warfare are not physical, weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God to the overthrow and destruction of strongholds. What are strongholds? Fortified patterns of thinking. They're fortified patterns of thinking, and everybody has them. Everybody has fortified patterns of thinking. Some of some strongholds are good, particularly if it if it's for what it is you believe according to what's written in the Word. But you can have religious doctrine in you just as much, and still be a fortified pattern of thinking. It could be a stronghold in your life. 
you can be so, the reason, I'm going to tell y'all this. I'm going to tell y'all why that ministry, you and I, we are close with people, but we don't get so super close because when people become so familiar with you, they lose, they, they lose the respect for you. And they treat you, they no longer see you as someone who's supposed to be there to help them to grow. They, you, you my boy, so I can talk to you any old kind of way. It don't happen that way. So we on purpose, we're close, but we're close. We know how far we're going to come or how, far, how close we're going to get. Not because we don't love people, but it's because we love people. We can't let you get so familiar with us that you no longer see us as your, as your pastors and leaders. And you think you can just talk crazy any kind of way because that word is still written. Touch not my anointing, do my proper no harm with your words. So if you're going home on Sunday afternoon and you haven't roasted apostle for dinner, hello, you ain't hurting your boy. I'd be like, I still be praying for you. But I'm always going to tell you this truth. Even if you get upset, even if it makes you mad, even if you be so mad you're ready to fight. If I if I take any, I'm just reading the Bible to you. I'm not adding anything else to it. I'm just reading it to you. You get upset about something, go talk to the Father. Don't waste your time messaging me. I'll respond. Go talk to the Father. Because if he said it, he, he's rubbing you because he's trying to save your so when you have a stronghold, our fortified pattern of thinking, now we have weapons to overthrow those strongholds. We have weapons. We have weapons to overthrow these strongholds, our fortified patterns of thinking. So what do we, what do we have to do? We means you and me, and you and me, you and me, you and me, us's. What do we have to do? In it so much as we, refute or put off arguments and theories and reasonings and every proud and lofty thing that sets itself up against the true knowledge of God. Who puts these strongholds off? We do. How? We, we pull off those arguments those theories, those reasonings, those arguments, those debates, those discussions that lift themselves up higher than what the Word of God has to say. Because remember, the Word of God is supposed to be the final authority, not your opinion, not your reasoning, not your argument, not even your, your whole, your theory. What did the Word say? Only what the Word said. Not a doctor's report. Not somebody's medical report. Because I'm telling you, a lot of stuff that you hear on TV, read on the internet, whatever the case may be, they can be polar opposites. There's three different versions. This person's version, that person's version, and then there's the truth. This is what so-and-so said. Father, what do you say? Show it to me in your word. Let every word be established by two or more witnesses. 
Show it to me where you said it more than just once. Remember, you're a citizen of the kingdom of God who is supposed to rule and to reign as kings and priests in the earth. Did I get that part? You're a king. If you're in the body of Christ, you're supposed to reign on earth when? Now. As a king and a priest. But a king and a priest can only speak what lines up with the kingdom which they represent. An ambassador cannot speak anything outside of whatever the kingdom there they came to represent says. It's against the law. So every time you're saying something that does not come from the kingdom, his word, you are violating the kingdom law and you can expect to get zero result. Does, it, does that clarify anything for anybody today? To help you understand why stuff is not happening. People said they're praying for the, for the COVID and the pandemic and all the mandates and all that. If you're praying for it, why are you still talking polar opposite to what it is you say you believe? You are deceived. You know what that's called? Double-minded. You, you have two different opinions about the exact same thing. You're double-minded. And James chapter 1 says a double-minded person, male or female, is unstable in all their ways. You're double-minded. Either you believe what it is you prayed or you don't. And you don't have to add anything to it. Go back and look and see how Jesus did it. Better yet, go look how the apostles did it. They spoke the word. They didn't say anything else outside of that. Rise, when people, they was going to the temple beautiful, they saw the guy there. The guy was expecting to receive alms. What he said, silver and gold have I not, but such as I have, rise up and walk in the name of Jesus. He didn't say anything else. And the guy rose up and walked, and they kept walking. They never said anything else about this. They never even talked about it to anybody else until people came to them after they saw the guy jumping up and down, dancing, praising God. And what did they say? We didn't do this. The authority of his name made this happen. And then they preached the gospel to them. They didn't preach about whatever else was going on. In there. And if you'd have known better, you didn't go through all that. They just preached the word. They just preached the word. They just preached the word. So. I'm not sure what kind of title I would give. Hallelujah. Yeah, I do. Is he really Lord? Is he really Lord? Do you know that apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers are gifts to the body of Christ? But do you know you can reject the gift? You can reject the gift that he gave you. 
And as apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, and teachers, you can take that personal if you're caught up in yourself. And you think, you know, Lord, they rejected me, Lord. They rejected me, Lord. They are, he said, and this is what he said. They didn't reject you. They rejected the one who sent you. When you reject the man and woman God, because they're not saying what you want them to say. They're not doing what it is you, you want them to do. They're a gift to you. Guess where that's written? That's why you don't judge another man's servant. It says, don't judge another man's servant. Why? Because you're not the one who sent them. I was sent. Because if I would have sent myself some, I had a couple other ideas. None of which involved snow. None of it. None of it was it. Definitely, I wasn't. I didn't even. I didn't even drive past the rural areas when I lived in the state. But God, and I know exactly why I'm here. In this particular city, and it goes far beyond just what we're doing here. So far beyond, and He showed it to me. Before, everywhere I've gone, it's always been the same situation. And I said it to Minister Julian last week. This is why I'm here. She said, I know. It's been like it everywhere you've been. What we do is we, help, we bring healing to people. But for most people, they got to be healed here. Because the damage is in their hearts. Not their head. So if you want to be a part of us helping us do that, man, stick around. You want to be a part of helping us train and equip the next generation to carry out? Because we're passing the baton to them, and we'll teach them, and then let them go teach their, their youth and young adults? Then stick around. But if that's not part of your mandate that you believe that God gave you, then this may not be for you. I'm not upset with you. I love you. God bless you. The blood of Jesus is over you. See you for coffee. But that, that's what we're going to do. Heal. 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 The people. Because they are broken. And they're hurting. And spewing anything else other than what the word of God has to say is only adding to that hurt. Minister, you and I have a, have, we have a moment of intense fellowship and we come and say, you know, I'm sorry, but you made me do X. Then guess what? I might, I, I haven't done anything. I haven't really apologized. I'm justifying, but I'm still pouring gasoline on it, just in case I didn't cut it deep enough. I love you enough to tell you the truth. I love you enough to tell you the truth. And God loves you enough to help me tell you the 
but I can't be afraid of you leaving to the point that I won't tell you the truth because I'm afraid you're going to leave. It ain't on me. My responsibility is to tell you the truth. You leave, that's between you and Jesus. But if you go out to the parking lot, realize you lost your darn mind, and you come back, we'll treat you like you never left. Why? Because that's what God does. Did you know when people walk away from God, a lot of the people that y'all arguing with right now used to walk with God, but they walked away from God, and God is using, wants to use you to bring about restoration and healing to them, but you still spitting venom on them, and they stay away from God? If they told God, you know what, Father, I repent, I'm sorry. I, I, I return back to you right now. God don't give them a laundry list of everything they got to do. You know what God does? Come. Come on. Come on. I know. Come on. And then he puts people in their life to help them to grow up. With all that being said, every head bowed, every eye closed, nobody walking or talking or stuff, you've been aside. <laughs> Hallelujah. The question is really not, is Jesus Savior? Jesus is the Savior for the entire world. But just because he's Savior doesn't mean people have made him Lord. So. But how do I do all about doing it? You said a lot of stuff. How do I go about making him Lord? Man, it's easy. He already showed you how to do it. If you will confess in your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that he died, that Christ rose from the dead, you shall be saved, healed, delivered, made whole, and protected. It's that simple. That's the starting point. After that, you have to learn how to be a follower. You have to know how to operate as a citizen of the kingdom. And what do you do that? You do that by, by getting to a word-based ch church will teach you about the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ and how to operate according to the kingdom. So repeat this after me. Say it, say it out of your mouth, mean it from your heart. Dear Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I do believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. I believe he died for me on the cross and carry my sins for me. Lord Jesus, come into my heart and save me now. I repent of sin, Lord. I receive your offer of forgiveness. Thank you for loving me. Thank you for receiving me. I am yours right now. In Jesus' name, amen. Father, we thank you for those who have answered this call. We pray, Father God, that they will that you will give unto them a spirit of wisdom and revelation and the knowledge of you, the very eyes of their understanding being in the light, that they may come to know what is the true hope of your calling. Father, lead them, guide them, and direct them into the church that they're supposed to be in, that they may be able to bloom where they are planted. Father, we give you glory, we give you honor and praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Now, we want to welcome you into the kingdom of God, welcome you back into right relationship with God. Now, just like we said, you got to get in a word-based church, which teach you about the death, burial, and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. On behalf of all of Ignite Nation and uh, Minister Joanna and myself, we want to thank you for joining us today. God bless you. Remember, is he really, Lord? Only you can.
Oh, 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 oh,